Good morning and welcome to Better Thyself segment of Dr. Lamba's Awakening Co. Most of us take even most ordinary, trivial, insignificant matters, issues, personally. A discussion is going on and you have a difference of opinion and you think that the person who is opposing you is your enemy. Somebody is going on a picnic or in a party and you have not been invited there. You feel that you have been insulted. I remember way back when I was 7th or 8th class student, a friend of mine was going to a football match and he did not ask me but invited another friend instead. I was hurt. I thought I must have done something terrible that my friend had slighted me, ignored me and invited a third person and I couldn't figure out what it was. Possibly he think, thought that I was insulting, possibly he thought that I, I was a boring person. So he wasn't quite sure. So next time I met him, next morning, I asked him, well, what about you? Why didn't you invite me? But you invited the other guy. And he said casually, well, I know you are not interested in football, so I thought you would not enjoy it. Now imagine, I was annoyed and then I thought I was really not interested in football. So what was hurting me? I had assumed that by not, not inviting me, my friend had insulted me, ignored me. And this made me think, and I started believing let bygones be bygones, don't bother. And this highlights two biased forms of thinking. And that involves taking things personally. The first is personalization. Personalization means that you take everything too personally. That you are the cause of the negative event, despite having little or no evidence to support this premise. And that hurts, causes friction, and not only causes friction to you, but also in the social relationship. You, if you don't speak out, if you don't discuss it, you bear a grudge inside you, and become that becomes cancerous. So, as a matter of fact, this personalization is the most important and injurious aspect that can happen. Second is our habit of trying to mind read. We try to mind read the other person. Well, he has not done so. The cause must be this. Assumptions based on scanty information or no information at all. And you have no idea that why it's done. You assume that things are done because the third person or the other person who is involved is trying to criticize you, judge you, well, it may be nothing. So this assumption and a critical judgment is very injurious. Similarly, even the smallest interaction can drive a mind-reading bias. For example, you go to a restaurant. You ask your waiter at the restaurant to explain exotic dishes or ingredients. And then you assume that you are asking it, but would he not think you to be pushy or uncultured? 
Why? You are asking a plain, simple question. You assume that the other is thinking. This mind-reading bias is very injurious, especially in your personal relationship and in a social relationship. Then there are several problems with these errors in thinking. The first, of course, error is that people are driven more by feelings, personal histories, ambiguity, and negative information, and not by objectivity, not by reason, not by logic. The second is that you commit to these biased beliefs, you limit your emotional options to feeling sad about your perceived ideas, flaws, anxious vulnerability to withstand coming social challenges. And that starts breeding in you a sense of being inferior. The inferiority complex germinates. Finally, they limit your behavior options. If you accept these thoughts as facts, it can be hardly seen to give them up. They become ingrained, they become your habit, and they lash out at you internally and outside. So these tendencies, if you take too personally, change your emotional behavior and your social behavior. Misleading thoughts about social situations become habitual. And social situations always are somewhat unclear. Let's be very clear. It's natural. So if you experience a social setting or cannot get a good read on others' mind, being self-aware can help you pinpoint. That's the problem. So this issue, if left unresolved, these automatic thoughts as learned behavior acquired through experience are linked to a history of accepting responsibility for problems. You have to take pressure from your mind and from others. So if you struggle with these two too personally, it's likely that these self-critical thoughts have become rehearsed and part become a part of your personality, your psyche. And often these thoughts suggesting that the problem is your fault or that someone must be judging you negatively are compounded by other kinds of distorted thinking. You might not only treat an ambiguous behavior as a personal insult, but you also tell yourself that it reflects a problem with you, one that will last forever and affect everything that you do. So it has an exponential effect. And such explanations, which are personal, permanent and pervasive, these three P's are the result. And you, they are limiting your options for a change of a problem solving. So with practice, however, you can get over these things. So what to do? How to get over this issue? Simple. Distinguish your feelings and from your thoughts. Try to separate them. Let your thoughts not influence your feelings and let your feelings, emotions, not impact your logical thinking. 
tend to take things too personally. It's important to recognize your pattern of personalization or mind reading before deciding what to do. This can be very challenging. I know it's not an easy job. It's a very, very tough job, but you can do it. And this is tough because the line between the feeling and thought is often blurred. They are so mixed together. It's like milk and water. So you have to be an expert chemist to separate the two. And here you need your chemistry of your mind. And a, there's a, way, a good way to distinguish feeling from thought is to remember that feelings are summarized in one word. You are nervous, you are happy, you are surprised, you are angry, you are scared, you are afraid, whatever. And thoughts are the ideas that drive or follow the feelings. So the feeling, one word, and then what follows is the thought. If you can understand this distinction, then it's not very difficult to change or control uncontrollable emotions. You can choose from a number of coping strategies. So, for example, during a dinner your guest suddenly gets quiet. So you can immediately think, he doesn't like talking with me. Maybe the food is not good. Maybe I've done something wrong. And then you said, you feel sad. You think that he must be feeling. It's not that. I remember way back, we had gone to Karnataka to train IS officers and I had taken with me a professor from Toronto University as my assistant. We had to train them for a week. And after that one week in Bangalore, I had another seminar in Delhi which I had to address at week. So this was over on Saturday and we were flying down to Delhi because she had to fly from Delhi to Toronto and I had my seminar, so she started gabbing about, and I was just in thinking about the next day's seminar. And they said, are you annoyed? I said, no. She said, you're not responding to I said, look here, Jenny, what's happening is that the, what you're talking about is something past, that is over. I'm thinking about my future program. It's not to insult you, but it doesn't impact me what you're gabbing about. First she was hurt. And after a couple of days, she called me up when I came back. She said, I'm sorry, I didn't understand, but after you have been, have been thinking and mulling on what you thought, I feel that you were right. So let's look for signs and second step. After you have separate thoughts and feelings, you look for the signs that you're personalizing or mind reading. Next time you experience a strong and difficult emotion, tune into your thoughts. Suppose, for example, you're grocery shopping. You run into a friend you have not seen for a long time. And you have a very brief and somewhat awkward conversation. And it comes in and there's nothing to talk about. You thought, think that he has forgotten you. He thinks that you have forgotten him. And then wall is erected. The reality is, that you have to come from that hoary past to the present. And grossible shopping is not the place to do that. If I were you, I would say, okay, let's do the shopping, you finish your shopping, let's have a cup of coffee after that. So, if you are prone to personalization, the sad feeling you have experienced the grocery store, 
would something to do with the awkward movement, you don't know. You think that you are not good at small talk? Are you are so bad that the man has hurt you? So try to separate and understand and juxtapose your thoughts with actions. The accuracy and utility of thoughts in such situations can differ. So third is list the evidence for and against your thoughts. Your thoughts are they right or are they wrong? The best thing is to begin with when anything comes, put them down on the paper. If you can do it verbally, I do it verbally, but then if you can put a paper. The best way is to write on your thoughts. If you have the urge to just power this and explore the evidence in your mind, know that you run the risk of getting stuck in the internal debate. That's why you say write it down. So the internal debate is not there. And if it's not there, you would see when you're writing, it will you'll be objective. Then when you're writing, see if there's an explanation that's not just about you. There can be 101 reasons. For example, you're talking to a friend and he's saying, well, look at this guy, I have not met for donkey's ears and he's talking about it. And I have a, to catch a train or I have to catch a bus and I have a next appointment. And he or she, you're holding her up. So you're both caught of the guard and your reactions are expected. But you have got to get over that. So, then ask yourself, what's useful? Your thought about the person not talking, the person not doing, or whatever it is. Then accept a rational view, a reasonable view of uncertainty. Believe me, human situations are always uncertain, even if the person is forgiving you. So what? By their nature, social interaction, social intercourse, contains a certain degree of ambiguity and uncertainty. Accept that and devote your attention to what you can control and make it easier to accept. So, to sum up, thinking error limits your emotional and behavioral patterns, so stop personalizing and stop mind-reading. Don't have assumptions, don't assume things. Second, misleading thoughts can be habitual, so don't even try to what to read the others. Distinguish between your feelings and thoughts. Look for the signs that you are personalizing. List the evidence for and against your thoughts. This is the most important. And see if there is an explanation that is not just about you. Why do you think that you are the center of the universe? That whatever others do is about you or for you. It's not. There can be a hundred explanations. Ask yourself, is your thought, is your worrying of any use? My son usually used to sing a poem. Worry does no good at all, but it does a lot of harm. It puts lines on your face and dissipates your charm. But here, when you're worrying, it destroys your social interaction. Accept a reasonable mode of uncertainty. And if you do all that, you would gradually, not immediately, but gradually you'll stop assuming things which should not be assumed. You'll stop taking things too personally. You would try to get over the issue that you are the center of the universe, but you are not. 
One way you are, but the other way you are not. You are as far you are yourself concerned, you are the center of the universe. But as far the social interaction is concerned, you are not the center of the universe. Each man is an island unto himself, whatever poet John Donne might say. So you are an island into yourself and you intersect with others. And that intersection can not be when a tsunami of emotions is there. And that's what you have got to ensure that this tsunami of emotion does not destroy your peace of mind, social relationship, personal attitudes and your peace of mind. Taking things too personally is injurious to you. Taking things not seriously is good for you. So do that. Adopt these six-pronged strategy and you would stop being haunted by things which do not matter, which are trivial and which are not at all or should not impact your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions and your state of mind. Thank you.